wish to attract higher levels of good health, personal and interpersonal relationships, and a deeper connection with spirit, you've tuned in at the right time and to the right place. This is Awakened Hearts with Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. In our program, we'll provide intuitive readings, insight, and guidance to help you connect with spirit and experience more from life. Now, here are your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell. Welcome, everyone. We are thrilled that you have joined us here today. We are your hosts, Rebecca Campbell. And Boyd Campbell. And you are listening to Awakened Hearts on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America Talk Radio. You can contact us by email, hello at sundrahealing.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, add us on Google+, and of course, visit our website, sundrahealing.com. Today, our guest is Solala Towler, and he has been teaching Qigong for over 25 years. He has been the publisher of The Empty Vessel, the Journal of Taoist Philosophy and Practice, since 1993. He has had 12 books on the Taoist arts published and has recorded four CDs of meditation and Qigong music. His latest book is what we're going to be talking about today, and that is Practicing the Tao Te Ching, 81 Steps on the Way. In addition, he's a founding board member of the National Qigong Association. He teaches Taoist philosophy, meditation, and Qigong at workshops and seminars throughout the U.S., and he also tours to China frequently. Welcome to the show, Salala. Thank you. We are very excited to talk to you about this topic today. Uh, we've never actually done a show on the Tao. So. No, this is the first. Yeah. Right? So, well, uh, I'm we, honored. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you very much for being here. It's great that you can take the time out to spend this hour with us and our listeners. Yes. So, your book, uh, that's, that's kind of what we're wanting you to chat about today. Mm-hmm. We know, um, maybe first you could give us, though, just a brief description of your background, or I guess what has led you to where you are today? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've been involved with Eastern philosophy and mysticism and practice for many years, since about 1968. And um, for the last 26 years, I've been exclusively working with the practices of Taoism, which are um, an ancient China practice, <clears throat> excuse me, going back about 8,000 years. And um, I was very sick um, for a long time, with about 10 years, for, with chronic fatigue syndrome, which, according to Western medicine, is some kind of autoimmune disease. They don't really have a treatment, never mind a cure for it. And I was totally bedridden. And uh, Chinese herbs is what got me out of bed, and Qigong is what cured me. And I started looking into the philosophy behind Chinese medicine and discovered this vast world of Taoism which is really a living philosophy that is just as powerful and useful today as it was in uh, Han Dynasty. Wow. So I work with this wonderful publisher called Sounds True, which you and many of your listeners are probably familiar with, and I've done a couple of books with them. We're working on a third right now. And I came up with this idea to do the Tao Te Ching. Um, is it okay if I go into Tao Te Ching here? Absolutely, Absolutely. please. Okay. <clears throat> Tao Te Ching. Now, something we were just chatting about a moment ago, it's, 
it's very tricky and confusing for a lot of people because they see these, the title like Taoism, for instance, spelled with a T, even though it's pronounced as a D because there's, there was this goofy uh, romanization um, system called Wade Giles that was developed some years ago where they were trying to take Chinese characters and put them in Western letters. And for some reason, they decided that the word T, Tao, they would spell with a T. And so nowadays we use a new system called Pinyin, and it's actually spelled with a D. My publisher, however, likes to use the old system because that's what people are more familiar with. So Tao, the word Tao means something like the undifferentiated consciousness, the source of all life. And um, in the title Tao and De, which is often translated as virtue, is misunderstood where people think it's some kind of like Confucian moralism or have good morality. And De actually means something like spiritual power, spiritual potency. It also mm-hmm. means Tao as it is manifest in the world, what we see in the world. And then Jing, another confusing C-H-I-N-G pronounced with a J. Of course, nobody would know that looking at this, but Jing just means like classic book. So this is the classic book of Tao and De. And it was written uh, around 2,500 years ago. And after the Bible, it's the second most widely translated book in the world. So I usually introduce it as uh, it's been a bestseller for 2,500 years. <laughs> translated into many languages. And it's a very short. It's one of the shortest um, sacred texts um, in the world. It's only 5,000 characters. Wow. So most people one. think of yeah. that as Jing. People think of Tao Te Ching as a book of philosophy, and if you study Taoist practice, you realize that it is actually a manual for self-cultivation. In Taoism, we call spiritual work self-cultivation, like we're cultivating our own spiritual gardens, and we're planting these seeds, these spiritual seeds, and then we get to guide and nurture and nourish them till they can grow and manifest in, in our life. Wow, I love that. Self-cultivation. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's perfect. So what so I found is, this is, I do not call this a translation because I didn't translate it from classical Chinese to English, so I call it my interpretation. But I have, I have copies of Tao Te Ching with, translated directly from the characters to the pinyin to all the possible English definitions and between looking at those back and forth and what I've studied with my teachers, I've come up with a way that stays very true to the text and but but really brings out the Taoist self cultivation aspects of it. Hmm. So a very uh this this would be a fairly practical uh guide, I guess, if you will, of, you know, how how we can actually implement this self cultivation in our own lives. Exactly, exactly. That's why we call it practicing the Tao Te Ching. And I came up with this idea, and uh, I'm not aware of any other book in English that did this, um, where we have a practice for every chapter. So, Because the chapters are very small, little poetic uh, phrases. And then there's a little commentary to explain what the the self-cultivation aspects are 
of that practice. And then there's a practice at how you can bring this into your life, into your body, into your psyche. So it's almost like a course. Uh, and it's not a book you just sit and read through. You actually, hopefully you will read a chapter and then you will um, do the practice, which brings, makes it more real. Because in Taoist practice, we feel that to really understand these things, you need to understand them in your body, not just in mm. your, your mind. Mm. That's powerful. Yeah. So it's, it's, more, of a, it's more of an interactive um, exactly. manual, I guess, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Could, um, would you mind giving us an example from, uh, from your book? Of how um, yeah, sure. Um, the, the, the interesting thing about this book, if I may just spe- uh, speak about it for a couple of minutes, this mm-hmm. book is the only classical spiritual text I know of that, according to the story anyway, was written under duress, meaning Lao Tzu, the author Lao Tzu, was, um, lived in the capital and the Zhou dynasty and had a very high position in the royal archives. And he was a teacher for many years, and society was starting to go, was starting to crumble, and uh, a lot of political factions and infighting. And he decided he was going to drop out and head off into the wilderness. And on, so he left the capital, and on his way, he got to the last pass before the Gobi Desert. And the, the captain of that pass knew of his work and begged him to write something down because he had all. He had just taught orally. And so the, the story is that he would, was adverse to doing that. He didn't want to write it down because, like many cultures even today who teach oral, oral cultures, the, the feeling that is if once you write it down, you kind of imprison the idea and it's stuck in that way forever, and mm-hmm. that you take this beautiful oral tradition that can flow in a lot of different directions, and then you stick it on a piece of paper. And it kind of um, is trapped that way. And so he didn't want to do that. And the story is that he had to be, you know, he was the guy argued with him over and over. And so he decided before he left to go off to the wilderness, never to be heard from again, he wrote down this very short little text. And the, and the very first line of the book is Dao Ke Dao Fei Chang Dao, Ming Ke Ming Fei Chang Ming. Dao Ke Dao Fei Chang Dao means the Dao that can be put into words or defined in words or put into a little box of a definition is not the real Dao. Because Dao mm-hmm. is so fast and so, and each one of us is a part of Dao and each one of us has our own unique expression of Dao. So my expression of Tao could be very different than your expression of Tao. And so to say this is what Tao is, is we're, we're already losing the thread right there. The very first line of the book, he says. Wow. And, and then Ming Ke Ming Fei Chang Ming, I was thinking about that this morning, is the names that can be named are not the eternal or true names. And the word name, Ming, also means distinctions with the idea that a lot of the, of the political uh, things that are going on today in our country, as well as other countries in Europe and Africa all over, is people make these distinctions that I am right, you are wrong, I am male, you are female, I am white, you are black, I'm American, you're not American, I'm Christian, you're a Muslim. They make these 
false distinctions that are really false. That really have no basis in true reality, but they act as if they do. And so we have all these kinds of problems. So right there he said, don't try to define the all that is in one definition that on, that really just works for you. And don't make these false distinctions. So right there, just those first two lines alone, I think, have so much wisdom that we can use. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so, so we do... A lot of work where um, he, he talks a lot about head knowledge versus belly knowledge. And head knowledge is kind of intellectual knowledge. We, we understand something intellectually, so we think we know. But the idea is that he says in, everyday, in the everyday world of learning, more and more is taken on. More information is stuffed in our head. Information is coming from all the social media as well as the people we interact with and the books, the courses we study. It's more stuff crammed into our head. In the way of Tao, every day something is let go. Mm. So our minds become more and more spacious, more boundless. And the knowledge, the real knowledge, is our gut knowledge, which, you know, at one time people really honored following your gut. And people now, even scientists nowadays, are discovering that we have tons of brain cells in our gut, right? You may have covered this in one of your shows. Actually, so, I don't think anybody's ever said that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Look no. at, uh, look at um, Heart Math Solution. It really talks about this a lot. It's a book that came okay. out about 20 years ago, but it's very fascinating. And so we need to feel this stuff in our, in our gut, in our belly. And so when, when we meditate, we have, uh, you know, in Hinduism, they have a whole series of chakras, energy centers, energy vortexes. And in Taoism, we just have three, which is, of course, easier to remember. And they're mm-hmm. called Dan Tians, which means field of medicine or field of elixir. Mm-hmm. And one is in our lower abdomen, one is our heart center, one is our wisdom or third eye center. So when we meditate, we breathe a lot into our lower abdomen so that we can bring um, a lot of wisdom and a lot of chi, life force, into this part of our body so that we can start building a a strong foundation from the bottom up. So qigong, we do this. Qigong means working with energy. And qigong is kind of a way of accessing uh, healing chi from the universe around us, from the stars, the sun, the earth. And then bringing that into our, our body and circulating that throughout our body and then storing it here in our lower dante in our lower abdomen. Hmm. Fascinating. I, I am familiar with the, the Qigong, but, but hardly at all. It's something that actually Boyd and I have been really interested in getting into lately. And a lot of the messages coming through in the past two weeks have been, especially for myself, to be focusing on my breath and to be looking into, you know, avenues there and, and how to harness that and the energy. So this is just completely synchronistic, which of course never surprises me that we're <laughs> talking <laughs> well, about this. that is what synchronicity means, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this is perfect. Absolutely well, it's perfect. very simple Qigong practice as the breath. The breath is the doorway, the gateway between worlds. Is We sit and we, we sit comfortably and we breathe in and out of our nose. 
and we put the tip of our tongue to the roof of our mouth, which may sound a little odd, but actually, you know, the chi runs through specific pathways in our body. Like this, that's what acupuncturists um, tap into when we do acupuncture. And two of the main, like main freeways of chi in the body, one goes up the back, one goes down the front. So when we place the tip of our tongue in the roof of our mouth, we connect those super highways of energy so that they can flow freely all through our body. And then we, we imagine that we are breathing in healing light, golden light, however you want to um, look at it, into right, we imagine we're breathing right into our abdomen, and this healing light is filling our body, and anywhere you have pain or disease or stress or toxicity, it's going in there to heal that, that part of our body. So we inhale the golden light, we exhale any disease, pain, stress, and we see it in our mind's eye as black smoke coming out of our body and dissipating into the air in front of us. So even just doing that can be a very powerful Qigong practice of breathing in positive, spiritual, healing light into our body and then breathing out this black smoke, all the things we don't need. And then you do this for a little while and eventually you breathe in healing light and you also exhale healing light so that you are in kind of like a golden egg. Sometimes they use the term of healing light that's permeating your whole body. Hmm. So so that's one of the practices in the book. Very simple, but can have uh, a lot of healing effect. Yeah. So I'm curious. Um, some of the things that we do here in, in practice, um, we use the uh, tongue to the top of the mouth, that little soft spot as well, to create a connection there. Um, we're also um, contracting your Huyin point, which is you know your Kegel muscle, mm-hmm. and it's and it says um, or what we're taught is that it actually uh, the frequency of the life force or the chi that you bring in is a much much higher when you um, make those connections. Do you know anything about that at all? Oh, yeah, we use that in Qigong all the time. Yeah, Hui Yin. That has to do with not wanting energy to leak out of our system. So when we do Qigong, one thing you do, say, when you breathe in is to pull up on the perineum. And then as you exhale, let it relax. So that, that's mm-hmm. another added element. And the, and the crown chakra, what we call the Bai Hui, at the top of the head is where we receive um light, um, healing, and guidance from the stars, from the sun, from the celestial bodies. Because we are thought, in Chinese thought, uh, human beings are a microcosm of the macrocosm. Mm -hmm. And in old translations, you'll see they translate organs as heavenly orbs. Really? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And and, and one really fascinating thing about Taoist theory in Chinese medicine is that the our organs are thought of as energetic in an energetic way the energy of the heart the energy of the spleen the, the lungs the kidneys the liver and that there are actually energetic or emotional states or emotional tones that are associated both positive and negative to each of the five major organs so we have a meditation in, in the book of where we're bringing um, the, the colors that are associated with those organs 
and the positive qualities of those organs. We do a meditation where the light comes down through our baihui, our crown chakra, and settles in our lower uh, right rib cage to our liver where it becomes green. And uh, there's something called the wuxing, the five phases. And the liver is connected with the element wood and the, the season spring. So newly growing plants and trees and grasses are connected to this liver. And the positive emotional quality is that free-flowingness, that flexibility. Lao Tzu says when the plant is young, it's very bendy and flexible, and you can bend it over and it comes back up. As it gets old, it gets hard and brittle and breaks easily. Mm. So we, we kind of instill this feeling in our liver of our ability to remain flexible in our life and the free-flowingness of chi and blood and lymph through our system. And the negative quality is anger. So when people have a lot of anger issues, especially for no good reason, we, we would treat them through their liver. So that goes all the way through the five. And in the meditation, you go through all five organs, and we talk about the color and the emotional tone scale and the healing quality of each organ, and we thank each organ for doing its wonderful job for us every day of our lives. Yes. So very yes. practical. They're, they're kind of esoteric, yet they're very practical also. Mm, I love the balance there. We did get the copy of your book, and we only Great. had a chance to just peruse it so far, but we're really looking forward to delving into each of the practices and, yeah, the meditations you're speaking of and, and the breathing. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited. So. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad. Well, I'm talking, we're talking about doing an audio version of the book, which will be nice because then I could just lead the per- people through the practice and they don't have to read it. That yes. would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very, very nice to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, uh, we are going to take this opportunity to go to a short break. So we will see everybody on the other side of two minutes. is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sunderhealing.com. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We have Solala Towler here today, and we are talking about uh, Taoism, about the Tao Te Ching, uh, specifically his new book, uh, The 81 Steps on the Way. And, you know, this is not about philosophy. It's really about, you know, practical, everyday uh, exercises and things that we can do for self-cultivation, which I just love that term. And this is truly fascinating. It's definitely uh, speaking very specifically to my own heart today. And I guess we have to, wow. Well, so far we haven't asked you too many questions because you've been just guided to go in the right direction and, and share, I think, what we need to listen to. So I had cut you off there for the break Uh do you have a direction you want to go from here, or do you want us to ask well, you something? <laughs> I, I do want to mention that when you're doing these kinds of, and, and the instruction is here in the book, but when you're doing these breathing instructions, um, when we inhale, our abdomen expands, and when we exhale, our abdomen contracts. Right. Which is which also kind of it also uh, massages all, all our digestive internal organs as well as our. Um, diaphragm muscle. So the, the lovely thing about this is that Chinese are very practical people. So even these spiritual energetic exercise also have a very practical uh, aspect of them. Hmm. And if people want to learn more about Taoism, of course, you know, they can get my book or they can go to my website at www.abode, as in home, Tao with a T, dot com. And there's a lot of free... Uh, articles, you can download guided meditations, music, uh, all kinds of things, all kinds of free information that people can get there and learn more about this amazing world. Awesome. That's wonderful. Uh, so what, 
<laughs> this would be a loaded question. <laughs> what can people gain from studying this book, Solala? Well, that's that's a deep question. Um, mm-hmm. My hope is, and you alluded to this earlier, is that this book can be of practical use. I want something that isn't just uh, a philosophical ideas, but really something that people can use in their life to make their, themselves more healthy, more harmonious, more whole, more spiritually um, happy and spiritually, hopefully somewhat spiritually evolved. It's kind of a, it's kind of a high uh, idea here, but, you know, we always start at the beginning. We always start at the bottom. You know, like I said, the lower Dantian, we start building a energetic uh, foundation. Because part of the thing about Qigong is because if you're a very ill person, you have no energy. Your thought processes are very unclear. Your emotions are all over the place. It's really difficult to do deep spiritual work. And so part of the reason people do Qigong is so we can become healthier. Our minds are clearer. Our emotions are more balanced so that we can go deep into spiritual work. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. And and regardless of where anybody is currently at in their own uh, spiritual journey, something like this, adding this in, is just going to take them deeper. Yes, and you don't have to give up the spiritual path of religion you were raised or that you practice. You don't have to become a, quote, Taoist. You can use these practices. Anyone can use them. Well, I'm not trying to talk anybody into be, becoming a Taoist. Becoming, a, a Taoist really just means someone who follows Tao or follows nature or the natural way. We right. have this term, this principle that we use a lot in Taoism called Wu Wei, which is spelled W-U-W-E-I, and it means not forcing, not overdoing, not trying to force something to happen, but really just relaxing enough and becoming open enough that things, the things that you want will just naturally evolve on their own. So it's not trying to force a person in a relationship in their life into what, who we think they should be, and we don't try to overdo, we don't overwork, overeat, oversleep. You know, we do just enough, and, and that way it frees up a lot of our energy and a lot of our thought processes. Because people, here in the West, we have this problem of people being stuck in their heads. Oh, yes. Just these thought processes going over, around and around and around, and thoughts and thoughts about the thoughts and reactions to those thoughts. And in in Buddhism, we call it the monkey mind. And in Taoism, we call it the wild horse. (laughs) And so we're not trying to break the horse. We're just trying to tame the horse a little. So that's why these stillness practices are very Uh, um, important, but also things like Tai Chi, which many people know in this country. Um, Qigong is a way to attain what we call stillness within the movement. And and for many people, you know, many people think meditation is like a beginning practice, but I look at it as actually a very advanced practice, and stillness meditation is very difficult for a lot of people to really calm themselves down, to calm their minds and their energies down. And sometimes doing one of these movement practices and finding that still spot place in the movement is an e- even better or easier place to start. Hmm. 
That's really valuable advice because I know, yeah, I'm, we deal, you know, we have a lot of people that we interact with on a daily basis. And probably that's the most common thing that's always said about meditation is, you know, I can't quiet my mind and I can't sit still for that long. Yeah, that's one of right. the most common things yeah. we hear. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I think people think, well, meditation, everybody can do that. That's supposed, And there's something wrong with me if I can't sit still for more than five minutes. Or yeah. I can't. People have this con- concept that meditation means stopping all thought. And actually, that is almost impossible. And what we do is we replace a thousand thoughts with one thought, meaning just like follow the breath, count the breath, or being aware that your abdomen is expanding and contracting those kinds of things we focus on so that we can at least cut some of the thought processes down. And as thoughts arise, instead of either going with it, which leads to many more thoughts, or trying to suppress it and feel like, oh, no, I'm doing something wrong, I'm a bad meditator, I'm a bad spiritual person, is not go there either. Just allow <laughs> things to unfold naturally. This is called way. Not trying, even meditation, not forcing. Starting small, start with a few minutes. Um, find different postures. Uh, we meditate standing, sitting, and lying down. So find one that works best for you. You know, as I was saying earlier, we all have our own unique expression of Tao. And the kind of the spiritual path in Taoism is finding what is your expression of Tao and then expressing it. And it seems like a very simple thing, but it, it can be a lifetime exploration. And, and your expression of Tao may change as you go along, too. Just like I'm sure spiritual books like Tao Te Ching or other spir- spiritual books you read, when you read them the first time, you understand them on one level. You do spiritual work for a number of years. You go back to that book, and, and you, suddenly you're seeing new things in there. Just like I've been doing Qigong for many, many years now, and even to this day I'll be moving and then I move my wrist a certain way and go oh if I do it this way it really changes how the energy flows hmm. and so just to be open you know to be open to to learning to exploring um, to not trying to put yourself in that box the Tao that can be put into a box this is what God is what you practice is not God you know that hmm. kind of and you're making those false distinctions again. Right. So in this self, self-cultivation uh, journey, I guess we could call it, that, that we're all on, our sure. practice perhaps is better. Uh, how important is, and I know you mentioned it in your book, how important is a sense of humor Extremely important, yes. (laughs) And not only, uh, one of my favorite lines in the book is uh, the sage, who is that term for like an enlightened person. The sage um, returns people to their childlike hearts. Mm. The author of this book, Lao Tzu, is a title. It wasn't his name. He wasn't Mr. Tzu. Lao means old, and Tzu means like master. But the character, the, which is like a three with a line through it, means master. It also means child. So there we get that wow. thing of becoming a child to enter the kingdom. And sometimes his name is translated as the old boy or the old child. 
which I love. I love that idea. Absolutely. The child is, is synonymous with master because, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we tend to get under the impression that when children come and they're babies and we need to teach them, but I think it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it can often happen that way, and many people feel when babies are born in this world, they, have this, they still have a really deep, strong connection to source. And that yes. They kind of lose that as they get older, and especially if they grow up in the culture where I grew up in the 50s, it was, that was actively suppressed, and so people lost their connection. And so mm-hmm. my journey has been one over many years to reconnect back to source with a capital S, which, which could be another term for Tao. Right. This book uh-huh. can also uh, be used as a divination tool, like the I Ching or I Ching. You can, if you have a, a question or you're seeking guidance from your higher self, your ancestral spirits, your guiding spirits, you would sit quietly, meditate for a few minutes, and allow yourself to be open to receiving guidance in whatever form it comes, and then just so-called randomly open the book and then read that chapter and do that practice. That's what you need right now. So that's another way of using this book, which people have done for thousands of years. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, that too. too. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be taking a group of people to China in May, uh, and we go up into this mountains called the Wudang Mountains, which has been a um, Taoist sacred mountain for thousands of years. And we work with a teacher up there on Qigong and Taiji, and we'll be doing meditation. And um, if you want, I can uh, tell people the name of the website if they want to. Please do, yes. Yeah, and and this website has all the information about me and the woman I'm doing it with and some video of the teacher we'll be working with. And... There's, there's an old Zen saying that it says, locking eyebrows with the masters, which <laughs> means when you go to these sacred places, whether your path is going to India or Tibet or Nepal or, or Chartres or someplace where people have done these practices for hundreds if not thousands of years, there is a, a really strong energy that you can pick up and that you can work with in these areas. So we go to the Wudang Mountains, which is um, where the Taoists have practiced for so many years. Um, and so there's a website. It's uh, chinatrip.mystical-abode-as-in-home.com. So chinatrip.mystical-abode.com. And all the information's there to sign up, and we we only have a few places left because we don't we try not to take too large a group because it's um, it's just better for everybody with a smaller, more intimate group. So we'll be doing that in May, and we do it every year. So if it's something your people are interested in, but they can't quite do it this year, we'll we'll be doing it in 2018 as well. Mm. So it's a chance, you know. I've been going to China for a long time, and I have very good connections, and I know what works and what doesn't, and we try to make it as stress-free. I mean, China is a ancient culture. It's also changing rapidly, and uh, it's nice to know the good places to go and the good people to work with so that people can really get something, even in a short three-week um, journey, can really get something they can bring home and then use for the rest of their life. I love it. it sounds amazing. Yeah, that would be an incredible yeah, trip. Yeah, it is. 
Hmm. Well, we're going to take a moment again and and we're going to go to a break. And just before we do uh, some local events, what we have coming up right now is uh, February 18th. Here we are doing the Yusui Reiki Level 1 class. So keep that one in mind and we'll see everybody on the other side of two minutes. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience to create a powerful and effective modality of healing. Each session is unique, tailored to your individual needs, and can be done in person or from any distance. Are you searching for your purpose, soul path, soulmate, or healing for mind, body, and spirit? Are you seeking relief from anxiety, depression, chronic illness, fatigue, or codependency? Book a healing session or receive a free email consultation today. Visit the services page at sundrahealing.com. Rebecca and Boyd have combined their years of experience and their twin flame connection to create powerful, transformational journeys through their classes, workshops, special events, and retreats. Join Rebecca and Boyd on your journey to deepen your connection with spirit and access divine intelligence. This allows healing, creates miracles, and manifests a life of joy and abundance in alignment with your highest good. Visit the classes page of sunderhealing.com and register today. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to Awakened Hearts. To call in and connect to Rebecca and Boyd Campbell on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to hello at sundrahealing.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We are having an amazing conversation today with Solala Towler. We've been talking about uh, his newest book on the Tao Te Ching, uh, all kinds of amazing information coming through today. And just before the break, I had mentioned that we had uh, our Yusui Reiki Level 2 class coming up. And Solala, you were speaking of how uh, that correlates or is connected in a way to qigong could you share that with us well qigong means working or i like to use the word playing with energy with healing vitality everything has everything that is alive has qi 
you know, humans, animals, trees, mountains, rivers, oceans, everything that is alive. And we live in a sea of chi. And in qigong healing, which is very similar to Reiki, and in my view, Reiki is a form of qigong. It's, it just comes through a, a Japanese tradition. Right. But this healing energy that people use in, in Reiki is the same healing energy that qigong masters use when they heal people. Right. So there's a qigong where you go to a master who works on you, and then there is the qigong practice that you do for yourself. Hmm. Very, very similar. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Th- oh, definitely. Definitely. I think, though, that, uh, you know, I, there's not as large of a focus on the breath, mm-hmm. perhaps, in, in, in Reiki. the Reiki, and that's something that... I think Boyd and I would like to implement more into our classes yeah. and add that in. But we do yeah. train it, oh, yeah. but not in depth. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it touches yeah. on it, but you know, a lot of people need more in depth on the breath. The breath. Absolutely. Well, you know, another thing, another little practice from the book that uh, can have huge ramifications. Very simple. That can be done either standing or sitting in on the edge of a chair with your feet flat on the on the floor, or sitting on the earth or on the floor, is we call rooting. Many people, and I'm sure you've had this experience in your practice, many people in our culture, in our modern age, are completely ungrounded, completely unrooted, and mm-hmm. they're sort of floating somewhere above the earth, and mm-hmm. so they're, they're subject to every wind that comes through, every emotional turmoil, whether it's from themselves or someone else. They're floating off in, into above the earth. And this idea that from the bottom of our feet, there's a point on the bottom of our feet called Yongchen, which is bubbling wells or the beginning of the kidney meridian, or you can just think of it as the bottom of your feet. With your mind intent, you send roots down into the earth at least three times the length of your body. So those roots, like a tree, like a, you know, when we look at a tree, People say, picture a tree. We picture the trunk and the branches and the leaves and the fruit. But under the ground is a huge, vast, sometimes even larger part of the tree, its root system, right? And that's how it's pulling up all these nutrients from the earth. We, too, can think of ourselves as a tree, and we're sending these roots down, 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 so that we are more grounded, more focused, more rooted so that when the winds of change come through, we aren't battered. We, we're much stronger. So that's a very simple practice that you can do. You can teach your, your students, your clients. Um, they can have a different experience of being in their body and being in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Makes them, yeah, they're much more present with what's actually happening to them. Yeah. When they're, yeah, when they're grown. Yeah. yeah. And this idea of wei of playfulness, of flowing with change rather than against it. And change is inevitable, right? The, the, the saying is the only constant is change. And so the idea of, of playing or dancing with the change is such a better way to live your life than constantly battling the change. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a huge huge life lesson yeah. for brings all a lot of us. more brings a lot more joy into the picture when you're when you're actually going with the flow yeah we we return to our childlike hearts yeah <laughs> mm. and children you know they get upset when something happens they don't like they get upset but they don't brood on it 
for, you know, years, like some people do. Somebody yeah. does something harm or they perceive they're being harmed or, you know, the world isn't working out the way they want it. And so they brood, they get stuck. And then they become like that old plant. They get brittle. People, as we age in our bodies, if we don't do exercise or yoga or qigong or something, our bodies get brittle, and our people's minds also, right? They get stuck in this one groove, and they become brittle, and they easily break. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I love, uh, you know, Taoism, they use a lot of natural metaphors from nature, because Taoists believe nature is the greatest teacher. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. And the Taoists, they they would watch animals. When an animal got sick or hurt, what plant would they go and eat? How would Mm -hmm. they curl themselves up in a circle to lie down? They close off openings of their body. You know, they learn from animals. They watch the seasons change. Seasons in our own life change, right? Sometimes it's a bright, sunny day. Other times it's a dark, cold day. But that's nat- that's natural. And the less we fight it, the more we practice wei, not forcing, not forcing our own opinions on the world or on other people. The more we learn how to flow with change, it becomes less of a slog and more of a dance. It becomes less. Uh, it becomes more of a groove than a rut. Mm. Very cool. Yeah. I have another now, book people might like called Tales from the Tao, and there are 2,000-year-old Taoist stories that I've rewritten. And it's a really fun way to learn about Taoist ideas through stories, which, of course, you know, in, in all traditions, really, on our, on our dear planet, people have taught using stories. And I think people learn easier and better that way. So that's another book, Tales from the Tao, that's a really a fun book. And I just did another uh, book of Zen stories in that, using that same idea. Yeah, people respond to it and remember more when they're emotionally invested in it and they can relate yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. When I teach Qigong, I always share these stories with them. I play music, we do Qigong dancing, and we do tea ceremony, which we don't have time to do here. That's a whole other subject. But doing a, what's called Kung Fu Tea Ceremony which is something that's been used in Japan and China for, and Korea for thousands of years as another way to connect with source through hmm. tea. And I have a book called Cha Dao, The Way of Tea. Tea is a way of life that talks a lot about using, living your life with tea mind, which is the same as uwe mind, of going with a flow and not jamming our body full of caffeine so that we can struggle through the day so we can fall down exhausted at the end of the day. But find that sense of flow in our being and then we find that sense of flow with the world around and within us hmm. love it mm-hmm. so you in your book you talk about um, uh, there's been a lot of things that have been coming around us here that deals with um, the warrior the warrior spirit um, you talk about the warrior's breath what is that well that is it's kind of a variation of our basic qigong or some pe- people might call yogic breathing, but it's a way of really centering yourself in a way that you can feel that you have some power. We know many people in the world today in their modern culture feel so disempowered because they feel they can't make a big difference in the world than 
why why are they living or what are they living for and this idea that you can empower yourself through your breath through your focus so that you can not be a victim a warrior meaning not a warrior who fights other people but is strong and centered and rooted and grounded in their own being and can actually be a force for good and a force of perhaps protection for other people who aren't connected to that. Mm. So it's a spiritual mm. warrior. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Mm. And we can all become warriors. doesn't mean we have to run around with swords. <laughs> we use the sword. <laughs> the sword is a symbol for discrimination or the sword of wisdom. Right. Well, you know, we have two minutes left, and I know you had wanted to make a comment about the two branches of the Taoist religion. Uh, so can you, in a minute or less, sum up what you wanted to say yeah. about that? Yes. There, there are, in modern times, there are two branches of Taoism, Tao Zha and Tao Zhou. Tao Zhou is religious Taoism, uh, which most people in the West are not are not connected to or don't aren't interested in becoming a priest and doing a lot of rituals and things. Tao Jia is family Taoism or sometimes called philosophical Taoism, the Taoism that we've been talking about for the last hour. And I want to reiterate that people can use these practices, these philosophies in their life without becoming a quote Taoist, without letting go of whatever religion or spiritual practice you that you have in your life. Um we're, we're not trying to, I'm not trying to convert anyone to Taoism. Right. And so uh, I think that's very valuable. People don't have to be afraid, oh, if I do this, do I have to change and not be Jewish or Muslim or Buddhist anymore? <laughs> you can, you, it, that, that doesn't matter, because these are universal truths. And, you know, you guys have a practice, you, you guys have talked to many people. There are universal truths that go across all boundaries. Yeah. Go across Absolutely. all distinctions. And we just, we use this language of Taoism, but it's just like a, like you like one flavor of ice cream over another. And sometimes you like to mix them up together. Yeah. Or you like vanilla one day and you want to have some chocolate the next day. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect analogy. So, Lala, we just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. We're in the last few seconds here, but uh, we'll look at maybe having you back again because there's so much we could continue to talk about. Oh, we can do a whole show on tea. On yeah, tea that would be great. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. All well, right. Thank you so much for your invitation and for your openness to invite me to do this. It's been really fun. Yes, it has. Yes. And so for all our listeners, you can join us next week, same time, same place, to further awaken, grow, and expand on this amazing spiritual journey together from our hearts to yours. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in this week to Awakened Hearts. Please join your hosts, Rebecca and Boyd Campbell, again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until our next show, have an enlightened week.